Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Garbage Podcast, episode 141. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Not to push the Gone Bridge is trying to be Section 10 narrative once again, but justice for Kowloon. Um, if you haven't seen that video, probably don't go watch it. I'm not going to condone the violence, but that was probably one of the most Kowloon North Shore fights I've ever seen in my life. Steve, how you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, that was... I wouldn't say that it's representative of all the Kowloon uh, locals or, or I don't know what the right word would be. Uh, regulars, Fine. I Fine guess. Help. Regulars would, would work. But again, I've only been there like once, so I can't say can't say yes or no to that question. But it is a solid video. I'd recommend you go watch it. Um, Glossin might not, but I think it's a it's a solid watch for sure. See, I feel I feel like it is kind of representative of the the regular audience at Kowloon because when you walk in that when you walk in not the first archway but the second archway to get into the dining room, and they have that little wall with all of the celebrities that have been there and their uh their little shout outs to Kowloon. Half the wall is just WWE wrestlers. Well, it's just that kind of vibe. That isn't are you saying all WWE wrestlers are bad people? No, but I'm saying that WWE wrestlers get paid on a nightly basis to go out and have fights. Yeah, fake ones. <laughs> I don't I mean maybe maybe it was a WWE skit. I don't didn't know. Didn't you didn't you eat there this year or last year? Didn't you say I it did, was... yeah. It was not I good. Was, uh, I was touring an apartment outside of Boston, and we were driving up uh, through Saugus, and we see Kowloon on the horizon, and we were like, you know what? We should stop to pay our respects, and paying our respects turned into uh, getting getting dinner there. We I had the egg rolls. Yeah. We had the egg rolls and the basil fried rice. Uh, not sure what was in the egg rolls. But the basil fried rice was pretty good. There you go. There you go. It's a, I mean, it's not it's not in Boston, but it's a it's a Massachusetts classic for sure. For you know sure. they're uh, they're downsizing. Are they? Oh really? Yeah, How they're getting possible? rid of like the twelve thousand seat dining room that they have. <laughs> and uh, can, what are they going to do with it? Uh, apartments. No. Which have got to be the hottest ticket in Massachusetts? Oh, can you imagine not. living a stone's throw away from? The mecca of all Massachusetts restaurants, Kowloon. Imagine if your apartment was just overlooking the dining room. Like you had like a balcony, sick. second like second floor, and you just walk out into the dining room. That would be sick. Bird's eye view. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Anyways, we are back. First time doing uh, episodes in back-to-back weeks in a while, so give the three of us a pat on the back for uh, for that getting through. Uh, anyways, not a ton of Red Sox news. We got a little bit of stuff to go over. Uh, interesting week. We also got the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame ballot. Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame came out this week. Uh, interesting ballot this year. Obviously, uh, Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff were the only ones inducted last year. Rowland was the only one to come off. And Jeff Kent came off, too. Dan Shaughnessy is in shambles about that. Um, you think he even casts a vote this year? No, no. I am no. really excited <laughs> to see. <laughs> I don't know who on this ballot would be like Jeff Kent equivalent. If you don't use it, you should lose it. I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, but yeah, we got a couple other uh, other things to, to go over. 
Um, but we'll we'll start with the Hall of Fame because there it really isn't a lot of like direct Red Sox news. Um yeah, I'm I'm just pulling up the ballot here. You've got uh this year, how many guys on here? 25? 26, something like that. I don't know. I'm not counting all that. I ain't, I ain't counting all that. 26. 26. 26 guys on the ballot this year. Uh, newcomers include Jose Bautista, Adrian Beltre, Bartola Clone, Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holiday, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, Chase Utley, and David Wright. So we're going to go around. We're going to share our picks, who we'd vote for, uh, who we think is going to get in, this and that. We're going to have a little open discussion here, uh, as we usually do every year this time of year. So who wants to start it? We got we got anybody? I have a question. Yeah, Steve. Nah, it doesn't matter. Never mind. Steve, no question is a dumb question. Nah, I was looking at Omar Vizquel stats. And I was like, I know he has like all the gold gloves of all time. Um, I was like, maybe he had like a similar career to like Andrew Jones, except Andrew Jones is like 400 more home runs than him. So never mind. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he's also not just not a great guy. Not a great guy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll start out uh, with with the newcomers. We'll start with them. Who out of these uh, these new guys would you vote for to put into the hall this year? I'm putting my casting my vote for Beltre and Maurer, and that's it. I don't think those are the only two guys that stay on and hit the five percent, but those are the two guys that I can confidently say because of longevity, they're all around play and the positions they played that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I definitely agree that they're two guys that are. For sure, gonna stay on the ballot. Beltre is a hundred percent getting in. Joel Maurer more likely than not gonna get in, uh, but to a lesser extent than Beltre, I think. And then just like rattling off some of the other other newcomers, uh, Chase Utley obviously has a case, but isn't quite strong enough. He's what one would call the Hall of Really Good. Then you got an icon like Bartolo Colon, who longevity is there, and a Cy Young and a couple top five finishes in Cy Young. So I could see him staying on for the meme, but at the end of the day, Bartolo just obviously did not have what it takes. You look at a guy like Adrian Gonzalez, again, a really good career. He was superb when he was playing, but this is the Hall of Fame, not just an all-star game. Jose Reyes, obviously not. Um, Who else we got? Brandon Phillips, Red Sox legend. No shot. James Shields, obviously not. Matt Holiday, no sir. Jose Bautista, definitely not. Has a lot of home runs, but and he's got like, a great story. He's got a great story, but he's yeah, not a Hall of Famer. I was gonna say there are a lot of like fun names on the ballot this year where I, I feel like you you kind of scan it over and you're like that guy was fun to watch. Like Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, Bautista, obviously Bartolo Colon. I'll tell you what, in like 2011, this would be a really good all-star team. Hell yeah, it would. Yeah, and it makes sense that, you know, you can go back to a year and look at all these guys like, oh, you can make a team with these guys. And yeah, they're on the raw, they're on the ballot for the first time together for a reason, I guess. 
but I agree with you, Eddie. There's, there are a lot of fun names, a lot of fun names. The Baseball Hall of Fame is kind of hard to get into, uh, especially compared to some of the other Hall of Fames, like the Basketball Hall Dude, of Fame. The, yeah, it's not even NBA. It's like if you can dribble a ball, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's different. No, so, I, yeah, a lot of fun names. Yeah. No, I mean, and again, not, you know, I all, all the fun named guys, like they're not all going to get in. They're all not all deserving. But like in years past, there have been, you know, I, I just think this is a it's a fun class. And I, I we were texting oh, yeah. about this when it came out last week. Almost missed David Wright, Captain America. Yeah, I was going to say he had another good career. I just think I think personally longevity kind of keeps him off for me. Uh, I'll share my picks in a minute here. But like, yeah, I mean, besides maybe like Omar Vizquel and like tail end of Gary Sheffield, like we watched all these guys play growing up, which is really cool now to to see. I guess that means we're starting to get old, but it's it's cool to see. And now you can you know, have a good opinion on all these players. Yeah, definitely is weird. It's weird. We're in that time of our lives where you look up and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm a real life person who has lived a a good fair couple of years. And now like these guys, like you said, Adrian Gonzalez, I remember when he was on the Red Sox. (sighs) I mean, even Brandon Phillips, I remember when he, like was a bum at the end of his career. No offense, Brandon Phillips and was dabbled with being on the Red Sox roster in what, 2018, I think, right? Or 2017. One like just bomb shot for the Red Sox against the Braves. I mean, all all the guys who are on here for the first time retired after the 2018 season. Yeah, that makes sense. That, That math checks out. So a quick update on voting. It's been very, very early. There have only been, uh, first of all, I'll give a shout out to one of my favorite follows like of the year. Uh, his name is not Mr. Tibbs. And uh, on Twitter, he tracks all the ballots that come in. Um, I've been following him for a few years. Like, it's very fun to to stay updated. Um, if you look up Hall of Fame tracker online, you can find his uh, his spreadsheet. It's really in depth. So, so far, uh, four ballots have been made public and only one guy is four for four on votes. That is Adrian Beltre. I, I think that he is the only guy on this ballot that is is a shoe-in to be in Cooperstown next summer, like 100%. I, I feel confident saying that. He's a Hall of Famer, man. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, a, a I'm, phenomenal. I'm looking at it right now. Do you want me to say who else uh, like receive votes? What? Do you, I'm looking at it right now. Do you want me to say? Oh, who else? I was gonna say I, I have it up too. Um, the other so a couple guys are at 75 percent, three for four. Uh, those include Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, who's going into his seventh year on the ballot. He got 58 percent uh, last year. I think he could make a big jump. Uh, again, if you're if you're new around here, you got to get 75 percent to uh, to get elected, five percent to stay on. And then the other guy with 75 percent, interestingly enough, is Chase Utley. Again, super small sample size. We're early in here, but um, he's going to get the 5% to stay on. But Steve, I agree with you. Like, just not a good enough career all around to make it into the Hall of Fame, although he was. It wouldn't shock me. I think eventually he could. I, I don't think Especially for a second baseman. A second base, I feel like, yeah. is a position that doesn't get as much limelight. A lot of the star players didn't play second base, whether that be because they were so good you had to put them at shortstop or 
something else. But I mean, obviously Chase Utley is up there for one of the greatest second basemen of all time. So well, well then here's my question. Here's you know. my question to you. What? Next year, you know who's going to be on the ballot? Blake Buckholtz. <laughs> no. Hell no. Robin I, no, he is. I just I'm looking at the 2025. Is he actually he might be on there? Yeah, I'm looking at this big list. It's actually kind of a it's it's a pretty good list, I won't lie. Well, usually is it on baseball reference? Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say usually they throw like every guy on there who could be eligible. Well, so the first year list is actually kind of funny. So you go from guys like Ichiro and CC Sabathia, who I imagine will get in probably no problem. Um, and then the maybes Pedroia, Kinsler. Hernandez, Felix Hernandez, Tulo, and then you kind of drop off and you get to like Ben Zobrist, uh, Curtis Granderson, Hanley Ramirez, Russell Martin, Adam Jones, Brian McCann, Martin Prado, Carlos Gonzalez, Melky Cabrera. Yeah. And then you get into the absolutely nuts of Clay Buckholtz, Francisco <laughs> Liriano, oh, God. Ian Desmond, Jason Vargas, Kendris Morales, Mark Trumbo, uh, Fernando Rodney, who actually might have uh, a He'll fighting probably be chance. on there. And Mark Reynolds. I will a little throw sidebar. A little sidebar. Could you make an argument? And I don't have the stats in front of me right now or the accolades, but could you make an argument that Hanley had a better career than Pedroia? Uh let me pull up his numbers. I was just gonna say before Clausen took that sidebar there, I was gonna say I think this is very interesting. Chase Ut- like to see how Chase Utley does, because I think it's somewhat indicative of possibly I don't think Pedroia's got as good of a case. I, no. I, again, like the, the end I don't of think his, it's really close. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they're like the same player, but like you mentioned second base being like a weaker position, like, you know, Chase Utley, if, you know, I'm curious to see, it, Utley only had 800 more at-bats in his career than Dustin Pedroia. Uh, so like sample size, Pedroia is a little bit smaller, but I'm curious to see like if Utley does really well, you know, how does Pedroia do next year? Obviously, this is this is a full discussion we'll have we'll have next year. But I mean, it's curious. I don't think he'll get in. But I mean, he's got a ton of athletes, couple World Series rings. I mean, again, it was just the injuries that killed him at the end of his career. I all I want is Claydro to make the ballot. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if he at least maybe gets on there. He has no I shot. Would, I would be surprised. I would be shocked if he made the ballot. He he probably won't. He probably won't. Um. No. Anyways, going over some other guys, I'll run over quickly um, who I'd vote for. And I'd actually maybe a little bit of a hot take here. I would use all 10 of my votes. So Adrian Beltre is my first guy. I'm just going through mostly alphabetically, not all of it. Uh, Beltre, I'd vote for Carlos Beltran too. Like, again, I think his prime years like predated us just a little bit. But I remember um, in 2013, like, I, I feel like everything standing in between the Red Sox and a World Series title was Carlos Beltran. I mean, he was on Poppy was on another level, but he had a great postseason too. Um, and then running through my other guys, Todd Helton. Uh, I've talked about him in years past. Manny and A-Rod, you can kind of clump into the same group. I don't think either of them will ever get in. Both have the steroids, but like, you know, both phenomenal careers. Then you go down the list. My other five guys, uh, two like all-time great closers, Billy Wagner, Francisco uh, Rodriguez. I think both should get in. Uh, Gary Sheffield. Closers tough. What? Closers. It's notoriously hard for a closer to get in. I don't. Totally. I don't think Billy Wagner gets in. I think he should. I don't know. He's if not he better will. than K. Rod. Uh, 
That's all about Gardy did say both of them were going to get in. So it's not like he. Oh, I was saying I would vote for them. Billy Wagner got 68.1% last year. He's going into his ninth year. I really don't know how. It's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. I I think he's going to get in. I I would not give him a vote. I don't know about this year, but maybe next year. Um, And then my final two guys are Andrew Jones and Joe Maurer. Yeah, I think I agree with most of that. Beltron, yes. Beltre, yes. Silly vote for Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, definitely Andrew Jones uh, gets a vote. I think he is going to get in, deserves to be in. Uh, Joe Mara, Joe Mara would get one of my votes. I'm going to gloss over Manny and A-Rod just because I'm a firm believer that while before this episode we discussed, this is in hypothetically my vote. I could use it if I so choose. Principle-wise, if Clemens and Barry Bonds aren't in the Hall of Fame, nobody else with confirmed steroid usage should get in either, so I wouldn't vote for them in that sense. And then maybe if I woke up in a really good mood that day, I'd give Chase Utley one, but probably not. Kind of same thing goes for David Wright. I think that him and Utley are super, super close. And then I would round that off with with K-Rod. And yeah, that's definitely, I don't know how many people that was, but that's less than 10. And those are the guys that I would vote for or maybe really consider, think about. Yeah, I think that's a great ballot. I think... Uh, real quick, the guys at fifty percent, two of four votes right now. Uh, Beltron, Maurer, Manny, A. Rod, Gary Sheffield. Uh, those are the fifty percent, and then the twenty-five percent: David Wright, Billy Wagner, and Bobby Abreu. Everybody else has zero votes. Um, so far, I think one guy who sneaky. Uh, I think most of these guys, as usual, most of the the first year guys, uh, you know, will will slide off. I think maybe Matt Holiday gets 5%, maybe. Another guy who we didn't we haven't mentioned uh is Jimmy Rollins. I wouldn't vote for him. Uh but he's going into his third year on the ballot and he he saw about what did he see last year? About a 6 7% uh uptick in votes. He got 13% of the vote. So, again, I mean, I'm we're sure talking about Utley, right? Where we're like, "Oh, Utley's really close. Utley's really close." Close. I mean, Rollins arguably better on the same team. I think the only argument for Utley is that he played second base. There's a, there's a trillion other shortstops in the hall of fame that are better than Jimmy Rollins. There aren't many second basemen in the hall of fame that are better than chase Utley. It's a, it's a shallow position. It's the same thing with closer. It's the same thing with catcher. I mean, did Jimmy Rollins ever play second? Did, could he qualify as a, as a second baseman? Probably not. Right. No. No, I, I mean, he's got an NL MVP, four gold gloves, three-time All-Star, World Series champ, one-time Silver Slugger, Roberto Clemente Awards, and the NL Stolen Base Leader in 2001. He was a tank. Yeah, he's got I a mean, worse average than Utley. I, I don't know. I, I, I think more hits. I think Rollins had some some great years, and he kind of you know tailed off towards you know 2010. I would say. Um, I mean, admittedly. My sharpest uh, memory, most clear memory of Chase Utley playing is when he had gray hair on the Dodgers. So. Yeah, I know. And took out, uh, who's the guy in the match? Ruben Tejada. Ruben and, Tejada, and yeah. legitimately ended his career. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I, I, that's the other thing too. I'm not a huge Chase Utley guy. Like never have been. Um, I don't know. Maybe in the future I would vote for him, but I can confidently say I like 10 other guys on this ballot better. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably my 11th guy, but I, I just like, I like the other ones better, but I'm very curious to see how this goes again. I think, uh, let's play, let's play a game here. You're setting up your lawn chair middle of July in Cooperstown. Who's giving the speeches next year. How many guys do you think like not, not who do you want? Who do you think gets in next year? Um, I don't know. It's kind of tough. I think I want to say Andrew Jones gets in. That'd be a big jump. He got 58% last year. I know. I want to say that. I what is what I is what I said. I want to say yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you think Adrian Beltre gets in first try? I think he does. I was going to say, I, I think it's going to be a three-man class next year. I think it's Beltre. I think it's Todd Helton. And I think by a sliver, it's Billy Wagner. I don't Wagner's get the Billy Wagner love. I don't. Jones. I mean, Wagner had a great, great career. I mean, 422 career saves, uh, career ERA, a, a career ERA of 2.31. He had under a one whip in his career. Almost 1,200 strikeouts in about 900 innings. He had a he had a great career. Great career. Yeah, he he probably gets in. K Rod was better, man. I'm not saying I'm not like I, I to be honest, I I was these guys are like still a, a sliver too old for me to debate like who was right, better. But I think they're both Hall of Fame worthy. All right. Would you put Henley and Craig Kimbrell in the Hall of Fame right now? Craig Kimbrell, yeah. yes. Kenley probably. Yeah. Kenley's two saves behind him. Really? He's at 420. Craig's five behind or three behind him. Five behind well, him. Sorry. Only a very small number of guys have that many saves in the first place. So you're splitting hairs. Yeah. I, I think that they I think they absolutely will both probably get in at some point. Absolutely probably. But yeah, Beltre, hopefully Andrew Jones. And then uh I mean Todd Helton, yeah. Helton was at he was at seventy two point two percent last year. So like yeah. he's he's you right would really have to have some haters for that to not go through. He probably needs about I don't know, ten, like ten to twelve people who didn't vote for him last year to vote for him. It's a pretty shallow ballot. I think he can do it. I do too. I mean, you saw the jump from Scott Rowland last year. He went from like low sixties. What did he get in twenty twenty two? Scott Rowland in 2022 went from 63.2%. Last year, he gets in with 76.3%. So that's that's why I'm making my case for Wagner, Wagner and Helton. I think they just both, I think Wagner especially gets gets that late push. And I think I think Jones will get over 65%. I would love if Andrew Jones did, because I think he deserves credit for his defense. And I mean, I mean it's only the dude hit years. 430 home runs too. That was the thing. I know he but was a tank. You, you talk to anyone. What's what? What was Andrew Jones great at? Defense. Defense. Obviously. Obviously. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not debating that. I'm just saying everybody's like, yeah, Andrew Jones was. You know, he's a great defensive 
great defensive player, obviously. His average was was low for sure. I think his strikeout rate was pretty high. I mean, if he was in the league right now, he would fit in perfectly with the way that, you know, the three true outcomes Cole kind of approached the at-bats is going. But obviously that's not even really a part of like the whole conversation. I'm just, that was just a little side note. I mean, the guy had like a thousand gold gloves and hit 430 home runs. What else do you want him to do? Hit better than 257. I was going to say, I think career average is like 230. So 254, 254. My bad. Is it 254? I was going to say, I think I like the, the fall off was very steep. Very, very steep. But I mean, Clausen, you were talking about uh, earlier your, you know, one of your favorite stats being War Seven, like their best seven years uh, in War. And Andrew Jones has the the fifth highest on this ballot. And interestingly enough, Chase Hotley has the second highest. I was shocked to see that too. Yeah. David Wright's got a crazy War Seven. Yeah, he's he's nine. He's nine. He's he was better. Of... He was. <laughs> Best player in New York for a little while. Captain America. As I said, the last thing I'm going to say is, um, you know, obviously it was a, it was a crowded ballot in 2000 or excuse me, 2022 with Ortiz. And then you had Clemens bonds uh, on there as well. And you saw a big jump for Andrew Jones. He went from 41.4 all the way up to 58.1. So, I don't know if he's going to get like the same sort of jump this year, but I, I think he's going to have another big one. And I think 2025, I guess he's a, he's a threat to get in that. Yeah. It's not if it's when I, I agree. Think. I think Beltron's the other guy too. Like I think eventually he'll get in. He got 46 and a half percent in his first year. And some of the voters are weird. Like they'll purposely not vote for guys in their first year because like you got to earn it. A first ballot Hall of Famer is a little bit. You know, upper stupid. echelon. I think it's stupid. If if he's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. So I think Beltron's also going to have a pretty big jump this year. He a couple gold gloves. World My series. final comment is the only guy that's really cooked is is Gary Sheffield. He's not getting in, and he's on year 10. Yep. But I other agree. than that, I mean, there aren't many guys. I, I guess Billy Wagner's on year 9. But other than that, I mean, these guys have time to sit, and the ballots don't get any better. I mean, looking ahead, I read you guys next year's. Yeah, I'm looking they, at 2026 get, right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2027, I think, is even worse. I was looking at that a minute ago. Yeah, 2026. Uh, I do believe that Pablo Sandoval was a candidate. Uh, I mean, again, they they lump everybody on here. But like 2026, your top candidates are Ryan Braun, who, again, steroids. So not getting get in. in. Cole Hamels. Eh. Edwin Encarnacion. Nope. Matt Kemp. Uh, nope. And Chris Davis. Which, no. And I'm being generous too, so I'll say Nick Marcakis, but <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Orioles, Chris Davis, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say they have uh, like a metric on uh, baseball reference. It's called the Bill James Hall of Fame monitor. And like they kind of grade you on a scale from zero to 100. Well, actually, it goes over 100, but 100 is like the baseline to what your stats kind of measure up to the average Hall of Famer. And any guy on the 2025 and 2026 ballot, nobody is over 100 except 
Oh, excuse me. Besides Ichiro and CC, only other guy is Ryan Braun, who's just a hair over. But again, the steroids. So I think yeah, a bunch I'm, of these guys we're talking about today will get in the next three years. See, I'm looking at 2027, and maybe it's early. I don't know how accurate this uh, this little metric is, but I mean, you have Buster Posey, who's at 79, and then John Lester's at 98. 100, anything over 100 is likely. Anything under 100 is unlikely. Um, and then you get to like HGH head Brett Gardner and like Josh Reddick. 2020. Uh, yeah. The, the 2027. Yeah. 2027's class is terrible. Uh, I mean, yeah. As you said, there's a few guys, but like a lot of fun guys from when we were younger. I'm looking at 2028 now, like way into the future. These would be guys who retired after 2023. Now, two. Yeah, after Five years, after right? 2022. Yeah, so oh. I mean, guys on here right now, like again, this is this is stupid to go through. But uh, again, I think most of these guys right now, if they're sitting over like 30 to 40 percent, I think they all have a pretty yeah. like, fair shot. 2028 is a good ballot. Yeah, you've got you Albert Pools and Molina. Molina. Cano. He won't get in. No, David Price. Hey, well, Andrelton Simmons. In. Oh, screw off. He's got an 11 on the scale. <laughs> debatably. Debatably. Can you guys see my screen or are you looking at? I'm looking at it. So you can see what I've been doing? No, you froze it on. Uh, okay. That's what I thought, but I couldn't tell. What, what are you looking at? <laughs> I, was looking, good, I, bet. I was looking at the same thing you were looking at. Oh. Tyler Clifford. Tyler, I, fun He's fact, a big grid guy for me. Yeah, he's he is everywhere. Favorite. He's everywhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, beyond that, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe Davy Tinglefingers will get a vote, dude. He's close. He'll probably stay on. Yeah, he'll he'll get like ten percent. And then <laughs> Trevor Bauer's on here because he hasn't played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that well, I know for a fact. Like there are a bunch of guys playing in the league right now who will get in. Like you know, Scherzer, Verlander, Trout. Whole Harper. bunch of guys like that. What? Harper. Shaw. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah. this this kind of really just goes to show how how mid like 2010s baseball was. That's like my my dying hill is that 2008 to like 2012 were the worst years of sports of all time. I think you suck for that take. I, I look at look at the guys on the ballot, man. It was my childhood, man. My childhood it sucked. It's a pretty good couple of years for the Celtics. I'll say yeah. that. All right. Well, what have they done since? You, that's not what you were saying. <laughs> no, but I, I, all right. Yeah, they were good for the Celtics. Oh wait, and then after that, it just kind of. I mean, they made the finals in ten. Well, and twenty-two. Good twelve year in between. Hey, a lot of Eastern Conference Finals appearances. My Anyways. point, my point being, a lot of mid going on between mid. like 08 and 2012. A lot of mid. Yeah, Matt I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, Ichiro will get in next year, and probably CC. You know, it'll be. I, I kind of want to go see Ichiro in Cooperstown. I feel like that'd be fun. I think he's. You know, I, I bet he. You think he's unanimous? Think he's unanimous. I bet he's, there'll be one. Throw a complete hater. Shout out to a bunch of Japanese high school girls. Yeah, I did. He's blown like 86 past them. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to take it back. He's not unanimous. because I got bet struck some... out by one of those girls. Yeah, that'll do it. There's going to be some uh, There's going to be some really old and grumpy 
Yankee voter. Oh, all right. Your ages, your ages have been shown here. Come and on. you know, he's gonna he's gonna do it and he's gonna get up there and be like, you know, my boy, you know, Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera, you know, no, no Ichiro. Jeter and, wasn't even unanimous. Well, Mo was. Yeah. I don't know. Someone's going to stand up there and be like, you know, Mariano Rivera should stand by himself as the only (laughs) unanimous, even though Ichiro is the best contact hitter of all time. I just want to know who wasn't voting for like Ted Williams. Pete Rose. (laughs) Best best, best, uh, best non-gambling contact hitter of all time. I want to know who looked at their ballot and was like, no Tony Gwynn, no Ken Griffey Jr., no Yaz, no Ted Williams, no Babe Ruth, Ruth. It's just like it's absurd that you get a ballot and you sit down and you're like, you know what? Tony Gwynn is not a Hall yeah. of Famer. A committee should get together before the the votes start and be like, all right, anybody who doesn't vote for Ichiro next year, you're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you threaten them. <laughs> you just no, don't even threaten them. You just thing. you you um, you pick people like within this committee. You don't tell them which ones it is. But if any and if anybody just decides not to vote for like an Ichiro, you're like, dude, why do you even have a vote? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, it's a, it becomes a secret society. I think that they should like switch it to where you have like a hundred writers voting, a hundred former players, hundred former coaches. Like I, I just think it's crazy that writers entirely decide who gets into the baseball hall of fame. I think they should do it like they do it whenever like a small town needs to rename their elementary school and leave it up to the people. So you get like Bodie McBoatface elementary school (laughs) and it's like, you know, only Bartolo Colon makes it in in 2024. Yeah. You just have like, it'd be like the meme hall of fame then. Yeah. That's exactly what it would be. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. Go ahead. The all meme team. They could play against the, uh, the Colorado chillers. That'd be a good matchup. We need it. We need to like round out like four of them because we have the Colorado Chillers and then we have whatever would be the opposite of them. We got to come up with like a league. Yeah. I bet we, I, who is, uh, so Carlos Zambrano obviously starts. Ozzy Guillen is definitely the manager. (laughs) Where could they be from? The, the something hotheads I'm thinking is. I was thinking like Utah uptight or something like that. (laughs) I like that. You could have a little out West rivalry. Yeah. The Utah uptighters. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I like Not that. Bad. I like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else would be on there. Like Brett in, in a, what Brett Gardner would certainly be on there. Probably oh, Bryce Harper, I feel like has a Justin Verlander. So oh, for sure. Jonathan so Papelbon definitely closes the game out. Very uptight. Yeah. Super uptight. We'll save this for another episode. I feel like we yeah. could spend like 45 minutes. I do, I do it. like this idea though. <laughs> Real quick last thing. What's the most uptight stadium in baseball? Yankee Stadium. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, it's a shopping mall. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They definitely Just don't a, let kids go down and get like foul balls. Cold concrete jungle. Yep. Totally. Totally. Uh, anyways, some other news. Red Sox news. 2018 ALCS MVP Jackie Bradley Jr. announced his retirement. I guess not officially, but it was reported by a whole bunch of news outlets uh, that JBJ is going to be retiring. He was on the Red Sox last year. He kind of bounced around. Uh, it was the Brewers, Blue Jays, and Royals. Final uh, couple years of his career, too. Uh, thoughts on the on the retirement announcement and your favorite JBGA memory? Uh, congrats to Jackie. 
on a really solid career. I'd say really solid. He is, I wouldn't say uh, unironically a Red Sox legend, but just the tier below that. A Red Sox great, I'd even give him. And my all-time JBJ moment, I mean, the whole ALCS against the Astros, I mean, that bomb. Uh, how about, I forget, I literally forget the context of it, but he was in the triangle at Fenway and leaped like completely vertical over the tall bullpen wall that connects to the back of the of the triangle and I think that, that was home run. I think Aaron Judge hit that. Yeah, that was a great catch. I mean, obviously he had a billion great catches. I remember a lot of them, you know, you can look at one where I think he was in center field. He was shading to the right. He had a run all the way over to his left. I think he caught the ball, kind of dove and rolled all the way into the monster with like pretty hard contact. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It wasn't a great. I do remember that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. a great description, but I mean, Jack, Jackie. It's honestly, it sucks that he only got one gold glove because he was so so good out there for so long. Maybe if Kiermaier didn't exist, he'd have one or two more. But he also has a silver slugger, I think, um, and he has an All Star appearance, and he has, I think, the longest uh, hit streak for the Red Sox in the 21st century at 29 games, I think in 2016, that was the year he made the all-star team. Uh, that's off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, sorry, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, but shout out Jackie. Shout out Jackie. My personal favorite Jackie Bradley Jr. moment was probably somewhere around 10 years ago. I was at Fenway, a uh, little child sitting in the grandstand seats. And every time there was a pop fly to center field, there was this one guy who I assume had season tickets because he knew just about everyone, um, you know, glued to his chair the entire game, big old guy. Every time there would be a fly ball to center field, the very thick Boston accent, he'd go, can of corn for Jackie Bradley Jr. Can of corn. He made he made everything in the outfield look easy. And as Steve said, like, I can't. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Anytime there was a ball hitting anywhere direction of Jackie Bradley Jr. And he made the catch. It's the first thing that came into my head. <laughs> that old guy, can of corn for Jackie Bradley Jr. They say 70% of the earth is covered in water. The other 30% is covered by JBJ. They do say that. That's That was in history textbooks. I remember in yeah, middle it was. school. It was. Etched into stone. Yeah. Damn some right. Some say it's some say it's Mike McCarthy's stomach. Others say it's Jackie Bradley Jr. Damn, Mike McCarthy caught a stray there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a loser. Cowboys are playing well though. Uh, yeah. I mean he he had a he had a he had a great like solid career. I feel like it was always I'll use a big word here. I feel like it was always very like tumultuous, like very up and down, a little rocky. Uh. Better I career mean, than most. Most that make it to the bigs. Better career than ninety percent oh, of those guys. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Like he had, a, he had a very solid career, as you know. Steve mentioned you all, you know, all the accolades. Uh, you know, he had that huge series against the Astros in twenty eighteen. Um, I, you know, I think it was twenty fifteen when he had the twenty nine game hit streak, too, or maybe twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty fifteen. Uh, that sticks out a lot too. But um, yeah, I mean, just like phenomenal defender. He was fun to watch, but he, like probably the streakiest player I've ever seen play. Like I feel like 
he'd go on a tear for a month where he'd hit like 420, like, you know, somewhere over 400. And then the following month, he'd hit, you know, 160. And you'd be like, what is going on? But you guys arguably the greatest college baseball player ever. I was going to say that too. His like, yeah, I'm going to pull up his college numbers right now. Guardi, while you pull it up, I was going to add, do you guys remember before the 2020 season when there was 60 games, we were talking about there's a, there's like an okay chance that Jackie Bradley Jr. wins MVP because it oh, just yeah. so could happen that yeah. he would have his like 60 game tear only in those 60 games of the season and hit like 430. Yeah, that was before the show, but like I do remember talking about that. Steve. Uh no offense, Guardy, but I was right and uh you were wrong. It oh. was twenty it was twenty sixteen. It was twenty sixteen. Interesting. Yeah. Yep, he ended up finishing that year, I think, at two sixty nine on his after the batting average. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he, he, you know, you talk about water finds finds like finds its level. Like the fact that he did that, and a quote from JBJ after his hit streak was ended: "It was a fun ride. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Most of all, the team played really well during it. I'm blessed to be in this situation." There you go. There you go. Um. Yeah, I mean his college college stats. He had um, a career batting average of three thirty one, which includes a senior season where he hit two forty seven. Because uh, his sophomore year, twenty ten, he hit three sixty eight for South Carolina. He actually came up to the majors pretty quickly. He was on that twenty thirteen opening day roster. I remember our uh, first round pick. Yep. Yep, I remember just I just remember him and Bogarts were like the two big blue chip prospects in the system and it was like watch out when those two guys get up they're going to they're going to be good and they did win the World Series in 2013 both uh both guys rookie year but uh I, yeah I mean again Jackie Bradley Jr. I feel like overall memorable thoughts he was a great guy one of my memories was I somehow had him on Snapchat like huh. I, I don't even know how, but in 2020, when I was doing wild chat sports, I like messaged him on Snapchat and asked him if he wanted to come on the show. And he responded and said, no, but he responded. He like, who the hell is this kid? <laughs> politely declined, politely declined. And then he asked me how school was going. And that was, you know, I texted back and forth with him a couple of times. And that was that. It's nice. Yeah. Good guy. Great guy. Shout out. No, nothing weirder than like I get a notification on my phone and you think it's like from a girl like Snapchat and I like open it and it's like Jackie Bradley Jr. is typing. That's <laughs> like <laughs> wild. One of the three killer bees. Oh yeah, I miss great, I miss that memories. outfield. Great memories, great memories, great 100%. memories. Hundred percent. Um, moving on though from the past to the future. Sox prospects came out with their uh, final top sixty. Uh, prospect rankings for the end of the 2023 season. All I'm going to say is the system is looking stacked, but the big news is that the Red Sox have a new number one prospect in Roman Anthony. Their 2022 second round draft pick plays center field and right field. And yeah, I mean, he's been skyrocketing up the system too. He's up with the sea dogs now. And yeah, I mean, the Red Sox got a, got a very strong and promising future here in these next couple of years. I was pretty surprised to see Roman Anthony take it. I know uh, Meyer was hurt for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I was shocked to see that anyone would take over his spot at number one. He's the he's the golden child of this entire youth movement. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at his stats, like <laughs> they're just, they're really good, especially last year once he, uh, he was up with Greenville, but I agree. I mean, Meyer, I think had a little bit of like a down season. If you even want to, I guess you could call it that, but, um, I mean, just overall, I think it's just exciting to see, you know, I know he's a second round pick, but one of the guys who's like, not like, you know, top of the top prospect when the Red Sox draft him, like not talk of the town comes up and you're like, damn, we got, a, we got another guy now. I think it says a lot more about Anthony than it does Meyer. That uh, I agree. I agree. I think that Marcel, like Clausen said, he was hurt. Definitely plays a factor. He was hurt for a, a fair chunk of time. A fair, like enough where I think it came to consideration. And yeah, like I said, I think it says a lot more about Roman Anthony than it does about Marcelo. So it'd be one thing if Marcelo dropped like even four to four or five and you're like, all right, would we really got three or four guys better than this kid? But he didn't. So take this with a grain of salt as you will, um, because these are always not the best rankings, but looking at the MLB top 100, uh, Myers number 11, Anthony's 35, Sedan is 72, and then Kyle Teal is 82. He's uh, going to be a beast. I'm pumped for him. Absolutely pumped. And those are your, not in order, on Sox prospects, it goes Anthony, Meyer, Teal, Raphael, but those are your your consensus top four prospects with the Red Sox. Um, I was looking through this yesterday. Uh, last thing I'll, I'll say about this, also uh, some notable Gombridge alumni, Chris Troy is at 33, Hunter Dobbins, 23. out. out. Nathan Hickey, 16. BT is willing himself into the spotlight. Actually, he's not even. I wouldn't even say he's willing. He just is that guy. He's, he's just that social, type of guy. Social media star, my man. He deserves it. He deserves all the all the shine he's been getting lately, and he's he pitched really well. He was so great. Keep, keep still, going, CT. Still one of my favorite interviews. Um, The last thing I wanted to say is Brian Mata, a guy who I feel like the last two years has been like name thrown around that he's going to come up. He is uh, dropped down to 27 on the prospect rankings. But the interesting piece here is that he's on the Red Sox 40 man roster. He either needs to be on the opening day roster or he's placed on waivers. What do we think is going to happen there? I think that you fired Dave, you fired Dave Bush. So maybe you have slightly more confidence in your, pitching development situation at this point i think brian mott is probably worth keeping around see if this whole new shakeup of you know front office and coaching kind of helps align things a little bit better he's got too high of a ceiling i say that a little bit loosely to just throw on waivers yeah i was gonna say i think i think spring training will be will be big for him yeah yeah i agree Anywho, I don't like putting pitchers on waivers unless they suck. Like Corey Kluber, waivers. He's he stunk. Opposite the, situation uh, of Brian Mata. Who was the uh, who was the guy with the jacket two years ago? Matt Hall. Oh, no. what's his jacket? name? Oh, Garrett Richards. <laughs> yeah, Garrett Richards. Yeah. <laughs> waivers. Yeah, Garrett's wild. good stuff. Garrett's good stuff. What was was that, that an episode name? Yeah, we made a graphic. Brings the good stuff. He did bring the good stuff. I don't remember how that started, but I was was the jacket the the thing that saved it. I thought the jacket like saved his season. I don't remember. We've been doing this for so long now. I'm like, (laughs) he had a 
there's speculation that he was using the resin and such. And oh, right. It was the oh, season that right. they banned it. And then he started to suck big time after that. Bonafide cheater, Loki. Yep. I mean, can you blame him? He definitely needed it. If yeah. You, yeah, if you watch his stuff right after they, they cracked down on the sticky stuff. It was not it wasn't quite stuff. as good. No. It wasn't uh, quite as good. I, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Um. Anyways, last couple things here before we uh answer some questions from, from a guy we got a DM from. Uh quick uh quick round, not round table, run through free agent signings. A lot of starting pitchers off the market already. Aaron Nola back to Philly, Lance Lynn and half of everybody else 30 or older, uh, to St. Louis, including Kyle Gibson, obviously Lance Lynn, and then Sonny Gray, too. Uh, and then yeah. Ronaldo, I feel like Ronaldo Lopez is kind of the only other guy, like notable name. He went to Atlanta. Speculation because Blake Snell was at the Seahawks game the other day that he wants to play in Seattle. Interesting. Interesting. I know Jordan Montgomery has been working out at Boston College. I don't know. I think you got to take those things with a grain of salt. Um, we talked a little bit last week about free agents. Uh Yamamoto's now posted too. That's that's the big news. So he's got about another month to sign, but are we concerned? I mean, there have really been, I feel like not even with the Red Sox, it's been a very quiet market overall to start. Just like not a lot of rumors in general. Well, I think not concerned. Not uh, concerned. I'm a little bit concerned that they didn't go after Nola harder. I think I thought he was kind of your prime candidate. I think if anyone was going to succeed in Boston, it was going to be Nola the most. Yeah, because but who of knows? how well he pitched in the playoffs. It's it's not like he went he left his team, you know. It's right. very possible that Aaron Nola was always in communication with the Phillies. Are right, you're unrestricted free agent after this year? If you want to come back, we're going to pay you. That whole type of thing. As yeah. soon as it, the, as so, soon as free agency started, pretty much he re-signed with a pretty good contract. Dude. So guess what I this is so weird. I literally open up Twitter. And the first thing I see is a tweet from, I'm not even going to name his name because I don't even know what podcast he's from, but no free ads. His tweet is, in honor of Jackie Bradley Jr.'s retirement, I'd like to revisit this moment when I asked JBJ if he wanted to be on my podcast and was so excited when I saw him typing on Snapchat. Most (laughs) players would have ignored me and completely, and I so appreciated the response. This was exactly what happened. Actually, you probably can't see is, but, is someone bugging our our Zoom room right now? I mean, seriously, this I is like it's like Watergate, but for there we go. Red Sox podcast. Oh, yeah. No thanks. You screenshot it. That's bold. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a. Let me see if I can find it in mine too. But like, why I, was Jackie Bradley Jr. giving his Snapchat out to so many random dudes? I just want to know why he was like, why so many people had him on Snap. I have like, I don't even know when I added him. Why would I ever add a celebrity on Snapchat? It could have been like he was on an off day and it was kind of like an add me on Snapchat, ask me, ask me anything or whatever. That could have been it. I, I so that's so funny. Someone else had that same exact experience. Let me see if I can find this here. Anyways, I will very much miss Jackie Brother Jr. Uh, any other thoughts on free agency? It's been a quiet market so far. Uh, but any any other thoughts? Uh, obviously. Fingers crossed for Yamamoto. He's he's the biggest fish right now. Probably always was outside of 
for pitching, for pitching, for pitching mm-hmm. outside of like, you know, Shohei and whatever. So be cool if we got him, but yep. we'll see. Yep. Uh, we got some questions. Rip them. Well, you don't know who they're from. Who are they from? They're from Matt. Oh, my God. I was so nervous. It was not from Matt. <laughs> Could you imagine? I dropped that. Uh, first question comes in from Matt. He says, who is an athlete who doesn't play baseball that could play in the MLB? Tyler Murray. That's a great answer, Steve. Seems kind of like a cheater answer. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, here we go. Russell I finally, Wilson. I finally found my, in my camera roll, my Jackie Bradley Jr. Snapchat. You should subtweet that guy. The only thing is, is that my phone background at the time was a Kanye album. And the song I was listening to was No Flockin' by Kodak Black. So (laughs) just kind of a a wild, wild sequence going on there. Like graduation in the background? Yep. Yep. Great album. Graduation. Second greatest. Yep. Nice. Uh, Question from Matt. Uh, Kyler Murray's a good answer. Why don't we just get like some big offensive line and just play like catcher? I think that'd be cool. You know what? I'm going to say like Jeremy Swayman can start at catcher. That Mm. dude can block a puck. He can catch a baseball. Nothing's getting by that dude. That's a good posture. could like play shortstop. I don't know. Maybe hockey players are short. Hey, that's hey, no. the problem. Hey, no. bullies aren't. No, are they? That's why I think Swayman would be great behind the plate. Last question comes in from Matt. He says, "What what is your most dangerous habit?" Probably watching the Red Sox when they're bad. Yeah, uh, I'm not admitting bad for my mental health. Camera. Yeah, <laughs> bad for my mental health. Yeah. Watching any Boston sports teams when they're not doing well. My my most dangerous habit is living a happy and healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Attaboy. Attaboy. Absolutely zero vices. Nope. None. Absolutely not. Uh, we really have nothing else. No Alex Core Impact Player of the Week. I can't think of any other segments we can do during the offseason. I will say, in a couple of weeks, we've got the Giving Socks coming up. And, yeah, a fun fun. End of the year planned for the show. Yeah. Closing out the ninth. What do we got, fellas? Shout out JBJ. Stay tuned. Add him on Snapchat. Clay oh, Buckholtz yeah. for the Hall of Fame. I just need him on the ballot. I just need to read Clay Buckholtz, potential Hall of Famer. And then my life can be complete. That would be pretty crazy. That would be pretty crazy. My closing out the ninth thought, I just want a little bit of, of interest king action this week. Just a little bit, please. Throw it back to a couple years ago. Just want a little action. Anywho, if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we'll be back next week with episode 142. See ya!